Max tells me this is episode 158 of Witty Banter. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams, and we've got also with us Hunter Dorsett. That's the three that make up the show. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty well, man. How about yourself? I'm swell. Are you guys brimming with any sort of energy from the World Cup getting under the way? Kind of. I mean, that Mexico win is pretty cool. That was pretty intense. I saw something on the internet that said that like the crowd of people, like the people in Mexico cheering got pretty close to actually causing an earthquake from how insanely <laughs> pumped that entire country was all at one time. Yeah. So. Apparently they're the most traveled uh, country as well. They're the ones who showed up the most in mass in Russia to cheer. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, no they're wonder, everywhere, dude. dude. <laughs> they're going nuts right now. Yeah, no, insane. I mean, I'm I'm jazzed. I'm, I haven't gotten to watch really any, any of it, but I like checking in on it and just like kind of seeing the results for sure. It's really yeah. cool to, uh, like, I, I work in a restaurant, so it's like for some reason all the rules go out the window when it's the World Cup, right? Because <laughs> the kick cooks in the back are just like, I don't give a shit. Make what whatever you says. want. We are Put all a TV g- up on <laughs> yeah, the shelf. Dude, for real. And I came in one day, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was like a, a nice, like a nice 40-inch TV that had been planted above the line so that everybody could watch the World Cup while they are at work. <laughs> So I think that's pretty funny. I was like, this has to be a hazard. Like, this could fall and kill somebody. But also, who's winning right now? Yeah, I love that. I mean, just thinking about the fact that it comes every four years just makes me realize it's my favorite version of the Olympics, basically. Dude, for sure. It's like, yeah, the Olympics, you know, I love it, too, because it pits countries against each other. Who doesn't like that, right? But Classic some of those, yeah. dog eat dog get a noogie kind of yeah, competition. Right. But, you know, that's pretty, you know, it's up in the air. There's some things that you can win that aren't as valuable, and there's some things that are really goofy, <laughs> right, which is crazy. But the World Cup, I mean, it's just like, like it is the one thing that I feel like the world other than America just agrees on is like, this is the pinnacle sport. This is the thing that we all strive to be good at and test ourselves every four years. This Except the for thing America, we value the that. most like important thing to win. This yeah. is what it's got to be. For yeah. sure. Man. I mean, it's, it's literally like, it's the super bowl of the world, you know? I mean like Olympics, it's like, yeah, we got the most gold and somebody else is like, yeah, but we got three times as many bronze asshole. Yeah, for sure. And with, with world cup, it's just like everyone has one prize <laughs> and everyone else loses. If you don't make it, yeah. then you lost. <laughs> End I actually of story. really like you that. Suck. Yeah. It reminds, <laughs> That's awesome. It reminds me of uh, what was it? Four years ago, you were in Germany when they won, right? What yeah. a crossing of the fucking yeah. like, oh my God. stars. Yeah. You want to talk about insane. feeling lucky. Yeah, it's exactly one of those moments that just underscores my life experience. I'm like, well, how the fuck did that happened right you know? <laughs> it was cool too because yeah, I, I was in the czech republic at the same time and it in like america was doing pretty damn well and i'm i'm, really? all, I'm, all, I'm also thinking well they didn't do great as far as like they didn't Did we make, make it, it super in? far but like they played well they showed up and like they had some good games that were exciting <laughs> they didn't miss the bus GGs. they were all at the stadium <laughs> yeah, that was awesome most of the players showed up really they great. made it to the tournament so that was a success you know that was getting <laughs> one foot in front of the other but look I like watching the World Cup games. I like to drink while I watch the World Cup games. Mm-hmm. What are we all drinking today? So I went to the store today. And I was just like, I want to get myself a big boy. Right on. And so I went, Mandem, Randy recently got to visit. Mandem. <laughs> Mandem. <laughs> Her alternate ego. <laughs> it is I, Mandem, and I've brought more beer. Uh, she got to go to Colorado and she visited New Belgium. 
And so I was oh, kind of cool. inspired. I was like, let's do a new Belgian beer. Right. Um, this one's called the Day Blazer Easy Going Ale. It's a... Uh, Just blazing the day away. I guess so. It's a 24-ounce big boy can. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a blood light blue, metallic blue, like, almost like cup stacking metallic blue. You yeah. remember that? Oh, yeah. That was a good... That was a rare color. Man. Yeah. We traded you know, <laughs> yeah. a couple cups for those. You could even feel that in the plastic. It had a different feel to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was special. And it has this sort of like uh, mosaic sun Mayan kind of thing going on the front. For sure. Um, and it's 4.8% alcohol by volume. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't try to really oversell itself, man. It just has <laughs> the promotion of, or it just has the advertising on the can. That's my kind of beer, man. No, like, the day blazer is a yeah. blaze of tropical fruitiness. <laughs> you know, it's just the can. So just that's like, what we're going up? off of, 4.8% alcohol by volume. We're going to give it a go. For sure. It's just like, it's a beer. You know what's up. Just drink this thing. <laughs> Just That's try it, it, you dick. Try it, asshole. <laughs> you mean to write a story? I made a beer. <laughs> Just taste it, you dick. <laughs> I wish it said that on there. That would be awesome. <laughs> it would instantly yeah, set itself up for being at least a 9 out of 10 beer, right? Oh, man. Are you drinking the same thing, Max? I am. I'm drinking the exact same thing. Again, what a coincidence. It was crazy. Well, who would have thought that you guys went to the store on separate occasions and bought diff- the same beer? That's it crazy. was wild, right? Well, what do you happen to be drinking together? No, it's not All the right, same I, as us. I made the change, dude. You see in my glass right now that I'm holding up is clear liquid. There's a few things that could be. Yeah, I'm drinking gin. Cool. I'm not terribly excited about it because <laughs> I don't really know. I was thinking about before doing this episode, I'm like, I don't really... I don't seek gin out, and I don't really know how I feel about gin in the sense that when I get it, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. We only have one gin. It's no let's dry. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm drinking today, man. Nice. I kind of thought you were going to be going like like a nice vodka or maybe like Everclear, but gin I'm is probably classier. That would be bold. In fact, I think I got an idea for the 200th episode, but I'm going to email oh, you guys really? after the show. Everclear scissor hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show is ten minutes long. Oh man, that's cool, man. Venturing into gin—that's a very like. Do you guys drink gin? Like, do you have any sort of thoughts on this? I the only thought I have is that people are always super afraid of gin for some reason. Even in like mixed cocktails, like if I sell them at work, they're like mm, this has gin in it. It's like it has fourteen other muddled things yeah. in it, right? You wouldn't even know unless I told you. I think juniper is a very piercing flavor, and I also think it's pretty polarizing. Like, yeah, and I also think it's one that like the more you have it, the more you'll start to like it. So. I haven't drank enough gin to really come around to like regularly ordering it or like seeking it. Right. But I respect it because it's like distinct in a way that I don't know. I can just respect. For sure, there's definitely a prestige to it. Like I feel like if you order a martini and you're like, Ugh, with gin, you're like, well, <laughs> this guy's not fucking around. <laughs> this guy's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> get ready because he's about to get started. <laughs> exactly. He's having the first drink of the night. Yeah, <laughs> keep them coming, please. <laughs> Excuse me, another martini right here. Is there is there any gin in this or, <laughs> sir? Please. Oh man. Uh, well, hey. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Hi. No, no, no. That, that was it. The, but you, you, you said the it's thing. just what you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All right. That's pretty good. Before we get started, 
uh, I wanted to mention that I put out just a blanket challenge to the internet that I would put my honor on Guitar Hero, like period. Right. I was like, I'll fucking any day, anytime, anytime anybody wants to play me Guitar Hero. And somebody heated the challenge and it actually oh got me God. really excited. I'm like, I don't know what kind of confluence of events would have to happen to get me synced up with that person in person <laughs> to do a Guitar Hero throwdown. Right. But just the thought of it made me think it would like just got me excited again but then i was thinking what if they showed up and i want to get you guys yeah what would you do in this situation and they insisted that we play on hyperspeed what do you say well, <laughs> i would honestly start having ptsd right there on the spot <laughs> from that one tournament where they everybody apparently everybody and their mom except for us three was like yeah dude hyperspeed is the only way to play and we were like how is this not it's funny because cheating? like i think it, it it pointed to us as like we thought purists. that there was class yeah we were purists we were fundamentalists yeah. right we were like you plug yeah, in the game and you play fundamentalists <laughs> we were radical guitar hero players for real radical thinking we are orthodox all right yes we are purebred oh my gosh uh no i would i would hate that I, is that still even a feature in later guitar hero games I'm, it's got to be uh, oh my god! I, I wouldn't. I I I would let them know right. how I felt about it. I'd would say you, like would you, we, you would fight to to not take it though, right? Cause, I would cause press. Is, I would right. press. Yeah. But if somebody's like, "Oh, I'm trash," unless it is, I'd be like, "Okay, well, that means you're trash." But I'll play. <laughs> yeah. you. Okay. Right. I already won. Then that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can play on hyper uh, hyper speed. If you can't play on hyper speed, then let's think about this. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So who was who was the the fool who took your your call? His name yeah. is Andrew Taylor, and he's a really nice dude that I met <laughs> last. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the freaking Who's idiot? The piece of shit who responded to that? You tell me, because I'm not gonna stand by this. No, he's a nice dude. Oh, he's a good yeah. guy. That is a, a box of worms that he just spilt open because I have also been feeling very reinvigorated. I don't know if I showed you guys the picture, but recently uh, oh. I went to some place called the Funplex, right? <laughs> oh boy! And naturally, there's a guitar machine there, and it's <laughs> other amusement rides and stuff. But I was like, everybody, stop! I got to make a quick stop here. Yeah. <laughs> so I got on. I was gonna let something out. It's I like did, <laughs> and I played Godzilla, and Godzilla. I literally got. First and the second place score was one fourth of my entire score. <laughs> oh my God. And I put in the signature trait of farts barbecue, which is what I always do. <laughs> Dude. Every time I set a new score on any Guitar Hero machine. We are spreading, spreading the, the good word. So if any of you guys do it, you got to put barbecue. the farts barbecue on there. That way somebody's like, who the fuck is doing Dude, this? Dude, this farts barbecue guy was here too. Yeah, what? everywhere. Bro, you got to believe me, man. I'm out here in Texas. What? In California, there's a farts barbecue. This man is omnipotent. Right? This guy's a phantom. Is he even a person? <laughs> no, that's no. awesome. There's like a secret like bit uh, that I of experience that I relish when I walk up to uh, to a Guitar Hero um, like kiosk because I feel like I'm lying to people. I'm like the moment I begin, <laughs> the jig is up, but they have no idea how bad I'm about to rip this fucking song. Right. <laughs> anyway, let's go in and waltz into the show. This is Woody Banter. All right, guys, I have uh, two subjects on the docket for this front half. One, I wanted to catch up and talk a little bit more about Samurai games because we briefly mentioned them last episode, <laughs> and I feel like there's more to be said. Totally. And two, I went and saw Hereditary Max, and it's just time to talk about that movie because yeah, we have that. to. And Hash that's that. that out. Oh, my God. Okay. 
So first, Hunter, I just want to briefly talk about how last week you were saying you wanted to play samurai games. And I didn't really understand at the time just how many kick-ass samurai games got announced that week and how we're like coming up on what's going to look like a samurai game renaissance <laughs> and more information that i got which i want to talk about now is on from software's new game sekiro and i want to try to pin it to you hunter as why like why it might excite you aside from why i'm excited from it okay and that I, is one oh go ahead sorry i was just gonna say as a disclaimer i was thinking about this on the way home from work today because i said samurai and i think what i really was trying to get across was like a robed katana swordsman. <laughs> I wasn't really talking about like full fledged army samurai people, but that being said, I would still fuck. Don't with worry, that I'm not about to. Too. I'm not about to suggest Dynasty Warriors for you, but you may love that game. <laughs> okay. That game is fantastic. But aside yeah. from that, okay. So this game is taking place in the Sengoku period of Japan, and that is in the late 1500s, they said. And they say that it's not using any historic names or places, but that's where all of the inspiration for the environment is coming, Mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty kick-ass. And um, you're role-playing a ninja. Your guy's name, you you are a shinobi. And so like all of the gadgets and stuff you have is about living that sort of ninjutsu fucking style. Hmm. Dope. Which just sounded pretty cool. What, what game is this? Sekiro. Uh, the the subtitle is Shadows Die Twice. And it's the guys who did Dark Souls and Bloodborne. It's their next game. Dang. Yeah. Okay. But keep in mind that it doesn't have that like slow, sluggish pace. That is I it Souls-like? From, from Souls-like games, man. And I will say that I'm... Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's surprising to me that it's not historically accurate because you do have one robot arm that is made out of wood and it's <laughs> you, also we a close. grappling hook. So <laughs> they made a real fork in the road there, right? Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna ask how fantastical it is. Like, is it is it something extremely, where you can do yeah. n- like shadow shit? <laughs> the and, top. Of but what's pretty cool is like FromSoft said that of course the storytelling is gonna be very similar to how it is in Dark Souls. Right. There's cutscenes, and they just have that From Software look to them in their character models that are almost like eerie, but just unique. And I'm like, God, I can't wait to see what story they're telling because. They're doing it a little different this time. You uh, don't have any stats on your character, so it's not like a traditional RPG progression. Instead, hmm. you are just like powering up through exploring the uh, environment. Yeah, and you don't create your character like you play this guy in the story, and he is a ninja who got his arm cut cut off, and they gave him this prosthetic on his left hand. And in the gameplay, different um, gadgets on that prosthetic give you different attacks, and that's sort of how it works. Yeah, it okay. looks super cool. Very like action RPG style, in but with a more, you know, like solid foundational base to it. It looks pretty cool. When you, when you, it really is like the stars are aligning since you really said, I just want to play a samurai game. You know, it's just like, well, I just got 14 studios, alerts. You heard us. Right, yeah. How about this? Send them out, man. We got to announce them all now. So, because there's some other games too as well. It's not just that one. Yeah, there's that one. There's Neo Two. There's Ghost of Tsushima, which we talked about. There's some other stuff in there. But Ghost of Tsushima, what is that's just like that's like an open world style samurai game, right? It appears so because in the trailer he walks up on this ridge and it like uh, does a title card for a like a land. It looks like, but then it funneled him into a more story driven area. So we're not exactly sure. Oh, but we it was, don't know yet. Yeah, mm. 
Okay, cool. That was that was also one that I think that you might really like too yeah. as well. Like a Witcher-esque version of a samurai. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like when I think when I was thinking of the ideal <laughs> so, of oh no. how much like the Witcher. Well, that's is what I'm it? saying. Hold on, hold on, Hunter. Before you get started. <laughs> Don't turn into a blizzard kid. And this is what I mean by that. Don't be like, well, if the game was just as good as, and then insert blizzard game here, or if they could just do what blizzard does, then they talk about what their perfect game would be. And I'm letting you know, The Witcher 3 is a milestone in achievement of video games. And it's okay to let it inspire you to like want games like it, but just but don't if it ain't CD Projekt Red, high. don't get too excited. Like, Don't set your expectations <laughs> I'm, up there. I'm honestly not. I wasn't going to even talk about The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh, not we a blizzard kid. Oops. <laughs> I'm a day blazer kid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I what what I was imagining because there was a game that I got to play that was like this, and I just kind of wanted an updated version of it. You just got a robed like guy who is carrying a katana and like walks around to different villages, and there's like gangs and shit doing shady shit, and right. you kind of just like fight other people. Take their swords, get better swords, you know, like, I don't know. It, it's not like a crazy vision that I wanted fulfilled, but it was like, I don't know if that's on the market right now. <laughs> I think it's coming your way, though, which is exciting. Okay. Right. Um, but, all right, that brings us to the second topic. And, Max, I went and saw Hereditary after you had basically said that this was one of the most disturbing films you'd ever seen. Like, there was a graveness in your voice, for sure, that I felt. <laughs> and I went and saw it. And I just want to like blow out and then Hunter, please like try. I know you did. You you didn't get a chance to see it, right? I did not. I was busy. Just boy. jump in whenever you can. We're gonna try to be like spoiler light here. We're gonna definitely talk about the plot of the movie, but I will purposely try to withhold what I can right. while still facilit- facilitating the discussion because it's definitely a movie worth experiencing for sure. Um. So yeah, Max. Like, the movie is fantastic. Right. There were periods of times that I was fucking scared, like extremely nervous. Uh, could barely look at the screen by the end of it. I felt like it was dispelled in a way that didn't hang around as much. And I definitely felt at one point in this movie, like a particular kind of human agony that I like wish I didn't have to have gone through. It was so (laughs) intense for sure. And like, I really want to jump onto that point as well to where like, I'm almost hesitant at recommending people this movie. Seriously. Like, yes. for real. Like, I'm legitimately hesitant. I'm like, dude, it is groundbreaking. And, like, the film, like the, the filmmaking is incredible. And they give you so many powerful emotions. All the emotions you don't want. It's like a can of worms. <laughs> yeah. You really don't want to experience them at all. Right? Yeah. And it's, like, true. Like, that movie, like, filled me with a, a feeling that was outside of what I thought Dread was up until I saw mm-hmm. it. Right? Because the dread and that sort of disturbing feeling really came out in these moments to where like, there were moments within the film that it showed you that I feel like you don't get, that aren't shown in other movies that are typically skipped over. Because they're very real. Yeah, and they're very real. And they're very things like feelings where you would start to look inside yourself and question, like, what would I do in that situation? Because it's impossible to like, even imagine, imagine what one could do in a situation right? like that. And I do want to like give the actress her due because, oh my God, that was a big conduit through which a lot of this emotion came out. And that actress sure. like was fucking bone chilling in her performance, right? Yeah, absolutely. She was, yeah, she was incredible. Absolutely. And the, the, the girl or the mom? 
the mom. The mom. I forget. Okay. Uh, I don't know why her name is spacing. She's a famous actress. Mm-hmm. I can't think of yeah, her name I've right now. Yeah, I've seen her on some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, she was in like Little Miss Sunshine and stuff. I don't yeah. remember what else she was in, but okay. she was yeah incredible. Like the the <laughs> I don't know. I'm really trying to like make sure I don't spoil things in this movie at all because it, dude, I do I'm think I'm talking it is about the first major story beat. Yeah, of I'm course. Talking yeah. about the moment in the movie where things immediately change. Right. Yeah. So the thing. Okay. Cool. So it definitely <laughs> exactly it, right. It's one of those things where it's like you have to get locked there in the moment, and it shows in this sort of like slow panning, like I don't even know how to not describe even panning. It. Like it's it not just even, it yeah. just gave you it gave you a single shot of what you weren't looking at, and just gave you the sound of the actress. Her, gave the sound of her reaction and right. it was just awful. And then I want to like, so that, that was probably the most intense part of the movie mm-hmm. for me. It was a moment where I was like, I wish I wasn't sitting here right now. Like I wish I didn't, I wouldn't have seen this or had to have like confronted this. Right. right? Absolutely. And for the next like 10 to 15 minutes of the movie, and this is a big reason why I like the movie so much because I like when movies put me in this state, I just didn't know what was coming next. And right. like the places my mind were going where I'm like, if they're willing to do this, all of the potentialities that I'm considering now are places that I'm like at the top of a roller coaster being like, please don't do this right now. <laughs> like, right. get like, what the fuck is ha- going to happen in this goddamn movie? Right. It's like getting to the top of a roller coaster, but it's like, like those trains where they have the little shifters yeah. that could go. And then you're looking down and it's just like four really awful ways you could go. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, where's this thing going to fucking shift me? Um, yeah. And I think that it's important to note that this movie played a lot with my expectations from that point forward because it does sort of sell itself as a type of movie that it really doesn't deliver itself as being, at least in my opinion. Again, not trying to spoil anything, but the movie like feels very like cerebral and very like questioning reality, questioning like psychologically what's going on and Mm -hmm. like how these people are like feeling and what's going on within their own heads and how much of that is being interpreted through the movie and how much of that isn't. Yeah. And can I just jump on that for like half a second? Yeah. Like I think that that right there is what a lot of horror movies try to do. Right. And this fact that people try to do it often may make it seem like it's something that's easy or Mm -hmm. like tried and true, but it's not. And I think this movie does uh, makes you, makes you question that line well, so that when you're inside of it and you're not sure what you're looking at, it's very uh, engaging and it, it it's really impactful in the experience, you know? No, absolutely. I think that uh, it's kind of hard to say. It's, it's It sort of sets you up to be... It sets you up for all these different moments. It sets you up for that first major beat that we were talking about to where like there was super high intensity... Minutes ago. Do, yeah, right. To where there's super high intensity, but you don't expect for that situation to happen. And then after that, it kind of like puts you down this path to where you then begin to feel like, oh, so this is what the movie is about and about this sort of like this sort of breakdown and things like that. But then it goes to this sort of like unbelievably far away level of like... I don't uh-huh. again trying to use as yeah. many non spoilers as possible. Well, but let me ask you this: where you just don't expect at all. Right. Let me ask you this: so the yeah. that that moment of human agony that I talked about earlier is going to be one of the big thumbprints of this movie on me. Right. When you were talking, when you were mentioning it last week, was there anything in particular, maybe one thing overarching that you really wanted? You want you couldn't wait for people out there to experience. Is there anything that you want to bring up? I mean, that f- like. That beat that we were talking about was definitely the moment in the movie that I like put my hands on my mouth and 
looked like I was acting in a film like I was being scared or being like <laughs> shocked. Right. So that was definitely something that I was hoping that people would experience. And then as far as like that was probably like the moment that I would like to or that I would feel like I would discuss the most. And then everything after that just has all of these different interpretations of like not interpretations, but different ways that people can really like. I'm not really sure how to describe them. I don't really know what else to really say again without like spoiling anything, but that's the fine. Movie gets, you, yeah. I just have Hunter. a question. I have a question. And what are the um, tactics that are used to develop the sense of dread or develop the, the, the creepiness or whatever that y'all like, what is the cinematography or like the directorial Ooh. techniques that are used? Is it like just really great sound design on top of like cool camera angles or like I'm wondering what sets it apart from other ones from a, a, a cinema ta- cinematography's perspective one thing that I would note is that film transitions are usually filmed like slowly and fading as far as like from scene to scene which is very reminiscent of like older films usually from the horror, like Rosemary's Baby and all that sort of those sort of like old classics like that. But that being said, it doesn't do it in a way that feels like it's old like, timey. Well, just in a way that it's even trying to like cash in on that sort of um, mm-hmm. nostalgia, but instead using that the same way that those filmmakers were originally using them, right? To sort of let you like when a scene ended, it almost didn't want you to forget about it as you went into the next scene, <laughs> right? You've slowly panned into the next one and each one was built on the last scene that happened. You weren't sort of like cutting away to different moments or cutting away to people who maybe weren't familiar with what was going on in the scene before. Yeah. It was very building in that sense. Um, that makes sense. Cause like, like when I think of a lot of like horror movies that didn't do it for me, it is kind of like hopping around. Like it's like, Oh, suspense, and then the thing happened, and then they just like hop to the next part of right. the story or something, and, and it's kind they of they would like, also oh, well, that's frame different rooms in the house from a perspective that like you could see each room, even though if you were a character, you would feel more segmented in those spaces, and you were getting more of like an overall like look, and they would move the camera in between uh, those rooms in particular at kind of like a slow panning pace, which just made you feel uneasy. Right. And a lot of things would happen like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, dude, just, so just to cinch it off, uh, I'll give you my closing thoughts, Max. Um, I got a little bored in the second act, and there was a period in time where I was like, I'm just not scared. Like, I haven't been scared in like the last 20 minutes, right? right. And I was thinking about other mo- horror movies that I'd seen recently that had kept me scared almost the entire time, or maybe at least more. Yeah. Um, and then as I was getting towards the end of the movie, I was starting to get a little... Um, like, cynical. I was like, ah, I don't think I'm liking this movie. I think it's sort of fallen flat on me. But the end of the film was so cool. And (laughs) people say that the end of the film kind of provides an answer to the context of some of the questions you had previously. Right. I think they're correct in that. And I think in a lot of ways, the answer you receive starts to like twist away at what made sense prior while also making new things uh, possible to think about, which is really fun when it comes to like just interpret interpreting what happens. So, like the plot was really good, yeah. But like the final scene of that movie, diffuse like was so awesome to me and did such a good job at, job at diffusing all of the tension beforehand that I like walked out with like a smile and like pumped. And it was the most heavy metal shit I had ever <laughs> seen in a horror film, Dude. and I just thought it was so fucking cool. Yeah, no, I really do want to piggyback on that sentiment too because I felt. Uh, I didn't feel bored in the mid or in the second act, but there was a time 
during that second act where it was like, like something was being done concretely in the movie. You know what I mean? Like something was happening and you, I felt to myself like, Oh, this is actually like, that's where we're going with this. And you're right. Yeah. For a split second, I was like, really? Like, you're just hmm. going to tell me that right now. You know what I mean? That's how <laughs> I kind of felt. Right. And I didn't, enjoy that and i wanted it to be a little bit more ambiguous at that moment mm -hmm. but then what it ended up doing with that information yeah dude ended up kind of going towards this way of like the first half was generally disturbing and like horrifying and yeah. emotionally draining and then the second half while it was still dreadful and scary was done in so much more of a like horrifying way as opposed to a like what a horrible thing to happen way. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, as opposed to like, you know, something a little bit more romanticized in the second half, you know? Yeah. And then you're right. Like the imagery that comes out of there, the different scenes of, you know, whatever you'll, you'll find out, you know, if you were to go see them, right. These yep. different scenes that end up happening really become like very cemented in your mind. And you're right. There is like a situation that happens in the movie where everything is diffused but that doesn't mean that like mm -hmm. horrifying things aren't still happening and they let yeah. you sort of enjoy it differently than you were yeah. before because before you it's were like scared. It's like a morsel. It's like right? you earned it. Exactly. Right. You were eating the cake <laughs> that they had been feeding you little bites of. Right. And it was, it was really, it was enjoyable and it was very cool, but also like led you to think a lot, but also gave you this just really amazing and awesome imagery to sort of take home with you as you left. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. That All right, cool. Cents, man. Well, thank you for the recommendation, Max. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. And I really, <sighs> like, I am sorry to everybody that I recommend this movie to, <laughs> but you should really go see it. It's a very cool movie. Uh, hey, you're coming through on Chase's challenge of you need to provide more movies. Yeah, Chase. man. Chase says a couple weeks That's back, why I said man. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, congratulating him. Oh, uh, well, thank you, thank you. I try to deliver whenever I can. All right, let's take a quick break, um, and we will be back from halftime to talk some more about our alcohol. Thank you. All right, better pipo. Better pipo. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. All right, we are back. Hunter, I want to hear about the New Belgium beer that you're drinking. Because if I recall correctly, we drank quite a bit of New Belgium IPA at the house, right? I think so. Yeah, the Ranger. That green box? We yeah, would the put Ranger those away. IPA. Those are good. It's a good beer. For sure. Um, they're, pretty no they're pretty known, well-known. They got um, nugs on the on the advertising. For sure. The Day Blazer Easygoing Ale, 4.8% alcohol by volume. I'm really in between not understanding if it's truly just a good easygoing ale or if it's just like not satisfying. Right. Like it's it's four point eight, so I know it's not gonna be like alcoholic, right? Like I've gotta get over that fact yeah. point blank. <laughs> For but, sure. Um I guess usually there's there's something else that's like bringing me to the table, and this is definitely chuggable, high on the chuggle meter. Totally um, worth noting. It has a little bit of sweetness. Um, you know, it, it's not a not a bad looking beer, but it, it just doesn't have a whole lot of pizzazz. It's right. uh, not much sizzle or sausage. 
yeah. in this pan. So I'm, I'm just curious, uh, what do you think, Max? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, um, I need to make sure that my, my expectations are in order when I start a beer like this, right? Because you can't go into a beer, you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. <laughs> to get you drunk. To get you wasted, <laughs> all right? Because it's not what it's for. Uh, but you are, you are right. Like As I drink the beer, my initial reaction was like, not a whole lot going on. Let it open up a little bit. Still doesn't necessarily have a, a strong flavor profile of anything distinct. You yeah. know what I mean? There's really nothing that I can point out other than maybe like faint, faint hints of like generic tasting notes like citrus or malt of some sort, right? So mm-hmm. it's like very, very faint in the back. Um, and in doing so, it ends up being like, what would I drink this beer for? Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be like a good day drinker beer. I mean, you know? I would blaze the day with it probably, yeah, probably. right? Because <laughs> I'm an easygoing guy. Walk on the sun. Right? Exactly. So and but yeah, like it it is worth noting that it's it's got enough character as a light beer like that, and I could definitely be chugging these all day long. But even after drinking this, I could one, just be chugging them if I wanted to. If right? I wanted to put six back right now, I would. But I already feel like I'm getting full even from this one beer. That like, and it's you know I need like two of these to start you know getting the day blazed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what Get I mean? The kickstand off the ground. And by that time, I might be just disgruntled from how full I am, yeah. right? So who knows, right? I think it's just a challenging beer because we are so used to getting stuff that is either has like an alcohol that we can say like, oh, it does this with the alcohol or it does that with the alcohol. Right. But like this is purposefully a pulled back beer. Right. And so I think it's kind of hard because I don't know. I, I just find that I would have to have a little bit more resolute distinction of taste or be, or just acknowledge it and be like, hey, they went for an easygoing beer. It's kind of sweet. It's easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Good job, right? Go you for you it. did yeah. what you went for. Yeah, did it. So. If you're trying to chill by the pool, this will be just fine. Yeah, right? absolutely. Cool. Now, when you guys go out and like drink, you have a day ahead of you to drink. Are you, Hunter, I know you're still pretty much drinking beer all the time. Right, Max, and are you drinking? Do you do you go for a beer as well? Is that what you try to go for? Generally not. What uh, are you drinking? I usually drink like a bourbon or a rye on the rocks, just because it's something light that I can sip, and it doesn't make my tummy hurt at the end of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got not a, a monster. Very, I've got a shallow a tummy a monster. Full, right? Look, given my diet choices, I have to eat a lot of food all the time. So generally speaking. <laughs> I don't. I aim for things that don't fill me up, right? So I usually drink very modest but highly dense drinks, mm-hmm. right? Like a shot like of something what? What on the that? rocks, just like a shot of something on the rocks, or just oh, a I shot see. of something, something by simple. itself. Something simple, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you were plugging away with the four, four roses, so I know you got the you got some bit of taste there. That's yeah, cool. Just like, you um, got some bit of taste. Something's going good over on that. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Look, the No Let's mm-hmm. Gin, how I'm going to describe um, how gin is coming across to me just from this one example is actually it's it's helping me understand when I'm tasting gin in a cocktail now. And this has a very oily characteristic to it in the mouthfeel. Hmm. That's sort of how the thickness is, is it just feels oily, which is kind of weird and gross to say. Yeah. It almost reminds me of how the character in 1984 like, talks about his vodka that he's given or whatever. Hmm. And it smells like potpourri. It's like so herbal 
and intensely either infused or however they get that smell there. It's intense. And there might be some juniper here with that. Um, like you were talking about Hunter, there's definitely like two sides to gin. There's a side that's like juniper all the way and a side that just doesn't use it. Wow. This one's using it, but it's also using a bunch of other stuff. So hmm. while that juniper is there, there, like I said, there's like, it's like a freaking handful of herbs in your face kind hmm. of deal. Herbs in, your herbs, in your herb, herbs in your face. I got that herbs <laughs> in your face. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Backup <man>. singers. <laughs> okay. I have a um I have the next topic for us, and it's going to be a get to know your banners. Get to know your banners. Um, this is a question I have for you guys because recently I had a really good day and naturally on good days, I'm thinking about my good buddies, Max and Hunter and I'm like, I wonder what their good days are like for them. What is a perfect day for you guys? And you know, for me, I'm going to tell you guys about the day that I had that was like just local to my area, but also feel free to be like, if this was the perfect day, these would be the things that happened. So you kind of go, uh, yeah, you can go either way with it. You know, right. Of course. Uh, that's funny that you bring up this topic because I was talking to Hunter last week, kind of just about like what it like, what it means to be given a day to yourself and mm-hmm. how sometimes don't fuck it up. Yeah. For real. Like you really can fuck it up. Pretty I did easily. that for a full weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it's gone. Been doing that for 26 years, man. Well, I got like no sleep <laughs> and I didn't do shit. And yeah, that's yeah. And that's something that is worth noting is that like the perfect day for me is not like lacks of routine or some form of like, yeah, of some form of plan, if that makes Cut sense. Loosery. Yeah, I can't just like, I'm gonna wake up at like 1 p.m. <laughs> and fucking get up, start drinking immediately. <laughs> I'm gonna pass out by five, get back up at eight with a fucking horrible headache. Now, like, I really do, in order for me to get like the perfect day started, I really do feel like I gotta get a relatively modestly early start. And I'm saying yeah, a modest early get- start. Like totally. eight to nine o'clock. Mm. See, eight is early, man. Yeah, I eight's say still modest, pretty early. Yeah, yeah I yeah. say modest is ten. And in my day ten? last week, t- I was talking modest, and I'm okay. saying like, in the good day that I had the other weekend, I got up at eight, and that was right. that was great. So I feel you at the eight o'clock rise. Right. But no, no, that's no. early. I'm trying to think of like if my my perfect day genuinely started with eight hours of unadulterated sleep. Right? That's it, right? Like you just need the good sleep. You want to yeah. wake up and feel refreshed. Or I'm not having that fucking good day at all, right? It's so, a non-starter. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do think that I would get up early, and I do think that I would, do, I would exercise in some way, mm-hmm. for sure, because that helps get my blood pumping. Endorphins are endorphins a hell of a drug. All the way into my head. And then lets me get going. <laughs> All the way to the tippy top right? of my brain. So I think we should start with mornings. Yeah. Right? So I wake up and in my perfect day, I have an espresso machine at my house. Right. Mm. I don't have one now, <laughs> but I would want the perfect espresso machine so I could wake up and have a crisp, perfectly pulled shot. Before of you've even espresso. showered, you're just already. <laughs> yeah, I'm up and I'm in my. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm, smells as pits, takes a swig. Exactly. I get up. I'm in nothing but my, my, my jammies from the waist down, right? And I'm ripped on top, right? That's what happens <laughs> in my perfect day. And I'm going over to my espresso machine. I'm pulling the perfect shot. And I'm sitting by the machine, right? Like, I'm taking a second to take every, the perfect day that I'm mm-hmm. about to experience. And I have a little cup of coffee. And then after that, I go... Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Hunter, yeah. Hunter, what is your morning like? He's, I like that we're setting it up in, in sections. Yeah, in so that's your yeah. morning, Hunter. I wanted to also your, just throw morning? in that I'm doing, like, 
a yoga or working out in the morning too okay. as well. Right. Yeah, no, I Off think that's great. I I think that I would also have to to piggyback on that a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like working out in the morning. Right. But I feel like when I do, I do end up feeling better throughout the day. It's you like know? never been a bad decision. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like you're done and you're like, yeah, I'm a boss. Yeah, you know? of course. I would say I'm not going to put that as like a must have on my perfect day. But I will say that like, yeah, I want to have a moderate amount of sleep. Mine would probably be between y'all's at nine. Right. I think I, I think I could get a full well-rested sleep, mm-hmm. get up at nine and be like, fuck yeah. Sure. Get up at nine, you know, take my shower, get dressed. I have a good hair day. It doesn't yeah. take fucking 20 minutes or whatever, or 10 minutes. Nothing to, is matted down. Yeah, you like, slept right at where your like hair parts. One swoop of the hair and it goes there. Wow. You mastered yeah. the getting out of bed look by not touching it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think what you were saying where, one, like I like kind of just taking my time and like getting a little water, mm-hmm. getting a little coffee. Right. Like just, and, and then just like being present as much as I can before doing whatever it is I'm going to do for the day. For sure. So just like having that sort of meditative respite where I can just kind of be like, "Ah," you know, just be present and think about it and then be on my way. And I, you know, I usually don't eat breakfast, but like if I would eat breakfast, I'd probably just get like a single bacon, egg and cheese breakfast taco or something. Something small. Yeah. Right. Right. Radical. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm up at eight o'clock as well. I want coffee too. You're talking all this shit about 8 o'clock. I'm not upset. I just wanted to make sure that we knew that that was early. But I'm up at 8. My exercise is on a bike. So I'm going to get on my bike, and that day is going to be spent biking around. And I'm going to go get espresso. But I'm also going to raise you guys and get a freaking little pastry too. I'm enjoying a little pastry with that. Got a specific pastry? Yeah, what's the pastry of choice? Almond croissant, baby. Just a little bit of sweetness to get you over. That's the good shit. Max, take us home to lunch. What's happening next? Oh man, it's lunchtime, boys, and uh, I'm hungry. All right, <laughs> I didn't eat breakfast. All right, we're pushing into the noon to one o'clock. All right, area. Yeah. Yep. And I gotta go get some grub. All right. Mm-hmm. So I go to a restaurant. Right, a beautiful restaurant. All of their food is delicious. But key note here is that it all keeps me light on my feet for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I've been noticing that that's like my favorite thing to eat. Right. So I'm just it's not getting obscenely full absurd yeah absolutely right i would keep everything pretty light uh but i would eat a lot of like different foods i would like to eat a lot of small plates right maybe a vegetable platter over here wait max i I thought just a few weeks ago you couldn't imagine even needing the ability to enjoy food anymore you just wanted that pill baby and now it's a part of your perfect day that's interesting i too would want a bunch of small plates because tasting a variety of foods is so enjoyable i'm right there with you dude look that's true right you know what you're Look, really sticking right. it to the max. Here. I'm just trying to fill in my lunch. All right, <laughs> I sat down. I have my You're whole day ahead job. of me, right? And I just buy a few different things, and they're all small, and it keeps me light on my feet, and they're all nice and delicious. But nothing weighs me down. That's pretty much all I really got for my lunchtime. Right Hunter, now. I mean, what's I think is I'd lunch go and the main part of the day, or is this just cruising you into nighttime? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would probably try to meet up with a buddy. Maybe one that I hadn't seen in a bit or that I was just relishing the opportunity to just catch up with. Right. And we'd go get some sushi and fried rice. Right on. And, uh, you know, I'd only need maybe one roll. If you wanted, we could split another roll. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, then we get a a fried rice and that'll that'll tide me over. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm I'm not thinking of too many specifics, but if we're going to talk about right now, it just sounds like we're talking about food. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I would imagine that in between whatever I did in the morning and what I did at lunch, that I could feel productive about it. If it's like if I'm at work, I would want to feel like I got a lot done and that You're I really accomplished a lot day? of stuff. I, I mean, I'm not going to count out that I can't have a perfect day in work. But right. I probably wouldn't want to, <laughs> <All> right? right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, but, it, you know, maybe I, like, do laundry, clean some shit, and then, like, I just feel good because I'm, like, I did some stuff. Right. right? Totally. Yeah. Right cool. on. Yeah. Okay. So a part of my day last week, I went to a museum that was the Midway where you can see that big ship. Took, like, 100 photos and rode my bike back up. And went to a pizza spot. So I'm there. Ooh. I feel you on having a good ass lunch. I got a bunch of fucking pizza. And that's when I started the drinking. And so, <laughs> Max, I want to know if drinking's a part of the end of your night. Because I'm going to tell you about how drinking became the end of mine last right. week. Right. So here's the thing is that I, I have a two-parter on my nighttime shift here right, as I get in. You might have noticed I was alone hmm. for the beginning of the day. Okay. I like that. I like a little alone like time. That, yeah. I like to meditate to myself. All right. Okay. But it's time to mingle. All right. It's time to see some some friends, right? <laughs> see some what? See some people, I time guess. Time to go right? extra, right? So, this happens to be a perfect day. It's like when I go out to casuals, right? It happens to be casuals that night. So, Ooh. I go out, I'm seeing some buddies there. Mm, nice. That's why you were staying light on your feet cuz you were exactly. thinking about the <laughs> thinking, yeah, absolutely, right? Doing his thumbs. Right? I go out to casuals, you know, my girls with me too. Yeah. Right? And we all out there and we're all having a good time. We're hanging out. And I'm busting heads, all right, all day right. long. Cracking yeah. skulls. Of course. So right? no one's even taking games off of you? or You know, they can get close because I need some comebacks, right? I need some hype comeback moments. And mm-hmm. I need people to be going, oh, need some resets. in the crowd. Yeah, yeah absolutely, right? <laughs> exactly. I need two resets for the comeback, right, <laughs> off my V-trigger. And everybody is going hype, right? Everybody's chanting. It's great, you know? So I definitely, I take locals with ease, you know? But then after locals is when I start hanging out, you know, really celebrating with the people around me, talking Street Fighter, you know, Mm -hmm. talking games, talking anime, all right? We're talking all my favorite subjects. It's great, Mm -hmm. man. I love it, you know? So I got all my boys with me, got my girl with me, I got my, like, acquaintances from casuals with me, Mm -hmm. and everybody's just kind of all mingling, but it's also a very low-pressure situation, you know what I mean? It's not like a party where you feel like you have to go, like, you know, spend time with people, you know? Sometimes I walk outside and I just look over the railing, at the city, and I think, wow, oh, pull a Ryan Gosling face. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's all you know. It's all out there for me. You know what I mean? And I go for it. And I have a drink in my hand this whole and time. I go for it, right? It. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. You know, it's, it's just a wonderful experience. Deaf friends come out, and I'm signing to them, and then everybody can sign to each other. It's super awesome. Everybody right? learns it. Yeah, everybody instant. learns it that day, right? Everybody's super interested in learning it, and we yeah. teach everybody sign language. It's super awesome, right? So, yeah, Hunter, take us home. So, um, you I'm just gonna, got off of work. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, add, <laughs> I'm gonna add a couple things. So I think uh, I really, you know, I really enjoy when I get to have genuine, authentic conversations with people. Right. Um, primary, usually people that I know, but it doesn't have to necessarily be that. So, let's say I get together with another bud or another group of buds. Maybe we have a, a beer, maybe a leader, right? And oh. uh, we start talking about the things that we enjoy, right? Anime, right? Uh, nerdy shit, video games. But I'd also like to be able to dip my feet into an intellectual conversation. Sure. Maybe some philosophy. Of course. Maybe some art. 
You know, Absolutely. just a little of this, a little of that. Just throw, yeah, Something to get everything churning. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, um, and so I, I, I enjoy doing that. I, I enjoy also like kind of nerding out on some stuff, right? For sure. Um, like w- Manny and I actually, when we went to California, we went to a restaurant and had kind of like two hours to fucking chill out. Mm-hmm. And I brought all my magic cards with me and we just played at the table. That's awesome. It's very fulfilling. Just like just <laughs> getting a couple of magic games to do in. something mundane in a new place. It yeah, is fulfilling, right? right? Yeah, so nerd out a little bit, uh, talk talk about some good shit, talk about some lighthearted stuff, um, but genuinely just kind of conversing and enjoying the people that you know I, I care about being around me while having some beers, maybe having like some good snacks like pretzels or fucking. I just want to take a quick quick side note. How do you guys yeah, feel yeah. about pretzels? Oh, They're them. one of my favorite foods yeah. ever. What the hell, dude? <laughs> I was talking to some people, other people the other day, and they were like, dude, pretzels, gross. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking Which about? Which part? Every- yeah. Wait, hold on. Are you talking about crunchy pretzels, or do you mean like baked pretzels? Both, but okay, I like both. Go. They're both fine. They're I both wanna, great. I didn't know if we were Yeah, no, nobody in their right mind would look you in the eyes and be like, ugh, a huge soft pretzel? That's disgusting. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I ate that, I almost called exclusively the pretzels in Munich the second time I went. I just literally ate them all day. They're just perfect, man. And they're, they're like amazing. not too much anything. You know what I mean? Right, they're yeah. just nice, salty. Salty. Good. Yeah. So I'm sorry to cut you off, but no. yeah. Yeah, just, just some little snacks. Some snacks in there. Right. Keeping it light. That sounds good. I like that you guys have mentioned having company because I actually didn't have that on my uh my day a week ago and it, to end up ended up on a better day. I like the idea of being around in like a place that isn't loud with like six or seven of your really close friends and you're having like a lot of laughs. You do get into that sort of more intellectual conversation. I would love to like, I'd love to be in a conversation with some people who like took a genuine interest in some of the things that I've been learning the past like year or t- so to say. And I can right. just like talk about that shit. Right. And I'm probably like, Everyone's sort of picking their the music and everyone's putting on good songs and shit. All that's going and we're drinking, having a good time. So, yeah, man, those sound like three really good days, dude. All I, pretty I close to each that. other. I'd have to put I'd have to put a jam sesh in my good day. Oh yeah, that's true. I man. just jammed for the first time, like, and it wasn't even for long. It was for maybe like three or four minutes the other day uh, when I went up to Austin because um, we do a lot. We try to like think through a lot of our music lately. Like we have a lot of the the things, so we're just trying to like think through it now, but. We just got to jam for like four or five minutes, and I was like, I fucking miss this, dude. Because <laughs> jamming is fun as shit. Jamming is great, yeah. That's also low stakes, and you get to improvise and be creative. But It's yeah. a very, yeah, exactly. Yeah, low stakes is perfect. It's not like playing a show where like the pressure is on, you know what I mean? I mean, it, you feel pretty good after a show, too. Yeah, for Trust sure, me. absolutely, when it goes well, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but it doesn't matter if something goes wrong in the jam. Then you're just like, oh, <laughs> and then you move it's on like to something you're probably else probably congratulated better. for it. You're like, hey, thanks for coming out here and like really putting it through the paces. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, man. All right. Good stuff. Great day. Let's, uh... Let's end our episode out with a few emails. Let's we've got the mailbag here. Come get your mail. First question is going to come from Dungeon Horset. And I don't it says if Virginia is for lovers, what is Texas for? Mm. Texas, Virginia, what does that mean? Virginia is for lovers. That's like I thought Ohio was for saying? lovers. I think Ohio is for lovers Wait. is just a song by <laughs> A terrible emo band. It, it's more legitimate than Virginia is for lovers for me. I feel like if you look up that motto, that's like a that's a motto, right? Of Virginia, is it on like a quarter or something? 
thing. It's just like that a, would make a, a legit. state thing. If it's not decided. on the quarter, then it's, it's not fighting real. an uphill battle. <laughs> 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 it's got to be on a quarter, Max. That's a good question because uh, who is Texas for, really? You know, when you really what think is Texas it. for? What is, is Texas for? And I'd like to know because most people look at me funny when I tell them I'm from Texas out here. So it is pretty strange, man. Texas. I adopt a lot of like I just don't know what assumptions they just made about me most of the time when I'm like I'm from Texas and they're like oh and I'm like great gotcha. <laughs> yeah it's quite an enigma man because it's a it's like a a place that I feel like has a reputation that. I haven't experienced while living here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At least not to the degree that people tend to like really chalk it up to be. I do think that like over time places like Austin and Houston and all the big cities and stuff really have become like different meccas of different, either like specific cultures or just like being sources of American culture. I don't yeah. feel that way about Dallas unless you're talking about the like American culture I being mostly um, just mean Austin and Houston. Yeah. When I say okay. that. Cause <laughs> I hate Dallas. <laughs> I've never been to Dallas, but I heard bad things. So yeah. Oh. I, I, so it's kind of weird because it's not quaint in the same way that I'm going to describe this analogy, but I kind of feel like Texas is a place where you like settle down and make a life for yourself. You know, like I would imagine that you have other places like California, Colorado, New York, you know, or anywhere else in the world um, where you can go explore a lot more. Right. And like there's a lot more kind of like to discover and like, uh, you know, learn about yourself. But I feel like Texas is a lot more like wide open spaces, big open blue skies. <laughs> you can get a dog you can get a nice house for cheap. Yeah, you can get true. a good career. You know, no like property taxes. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, no, yeah, no state taxes. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just, it, it's just kind of, I imagine it being kind of like the end destination. For sure, it's not the, it's not a romantic destination. No, it's not like a, I'm a pack it all up, and I'm moving to Houston. <laughs> yeah, <It's> like why? <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing. Go get a degree first, <laughs> yeah. and then head there. Um, no, I, I have the same, same notion. It's for. It's for somebody who is grounded and just ready to live the rest of their life. In an but there is like place. sort of a everything there. Where, where is that? Everything is bigger in Texas. Personality start to come through thing. Cause there, I feel like there is like a hyper personality, almost like machismo to Texas that per, like permeates everybody who lives there. And it just manifests in each people like in different ways, you know? I mean, my understanding you gotta of that, be bold. my understanding of that comes from the fact that we have a pretty robust history like as a state as a republic um you know as part of mexico we have our own we had a class based around the history of our state and i tell people so everyone does but it's just not like ours it's just not like ours was interesting like texas history is way bigger than like maryland history is like everyone has maryland history i mean to sit through like idaho history like oh (laughs) goodness But like we just have a lot of iconic Three figures chapters. like fucking Davy Crockett and Sam right. Houston and the Alamo and fucking Stephen F. Austin, you know, For that sure. just have these really cool, interesting stories. We had our so own think, revolution. So I think that I mean, there is also like a very there's a lot, a lot of Native American uh, tribes here. So like I my understanding, like I read about this in a book at one point about like how a lot of <laughs> our pride comes from like being rooted in Friendship. the land or whatever, like right. having like an attachment to the land and like um, that people are just fucking proud to be here because it's like their life is this is w- at one with the landscape kind of thing. Right. 
So I don't know. I think it's I think it's a combination of things. We have, you know, Texan or uh, football is like still a huge thing. Uh, or and baseball are are huge sports that are like national pastimes, and we almost typically put out very good baseball and football players. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a, a lot of things that go into it for sure. So Texas is for the Bulls. All right, sports fans. Um, thank you for the question, Dunter. Let's go ahead and put the kibosh there. I want to get your just closing thoughts on the beer, Max. What's what's the deal? Uh, I mean, it's, it's an easygoing ale and I would blaze the day with it, but I'm not necessarily going to the store and thinking I need an easygoing ale. Hold up. Everybody stop. I got to grab the day blazer. Probably just going to grab whichever one I see first. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's still not a bad beer for what it's trying to be and what it wants to be. And that's all I pretty much got to say on it. I feel like it's kind of similar to when you see somebody from high school that you didn't necessarily <laughs> like dislike. You didn't have any problems with this person. But y'all weren't like really friends. You were at most acquaintances. And then you got to like catch up with them. You're like, hey, yeah, man, I'm, do- I'm doing these things. And like, oh, you're doing that. That's great, man. Right. That's the kind of face that you have when you drink this. Yeah, it's like so there's nothing wrong with it. It's, the most yeah. condescending it's just a little beer. bit of like a you're you're giving it its due because you don't want to hurt its feelings, but right. be, because you do at the end of the day you do respect hurt its, its efforts feelings. and you do respect what it is. It's macaroni art, you know. It's but like, it's just not for you. It's you know, just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just it's just not your cup of tea for sure. So. Or my cup of beer. All right. Well, look, the No Let's Gym honestly it was a promising start for this spirit. I actually enjoyed it and drank it quicker than I anticipated. It does have that juniper, but it's extremely floral. And how I would just describe it to you guys through a picture is like if I was holding a handful of uh, like dehydrated, like floral uh, flowers. Uh, you know, it, it is extremely fragrant. Like I said, it, it smells almost like pupery or potpourri. Um, and yeah, so it it wasn't tasteless like I kind of was anticipating. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Right on. First gin, check it off. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and round out the episode. It's the end of 158. Witty Banter can be found on the internet by going to wittybantershow.com, where you can download all of our episodes for free. We are also on iTunes and other podcast services that you probably use. Just search Witty Banter, hit subscribe. All of our episodes show up for free. Uh, we are on Twitter. Follow us at Witty Banter Show. I am at Bodacious Chase. Um, Max is at Probably Max. And Hunter is on YouTube. He's got a channel called Crypto Diesel. So go subscribe to him there. Gentlemen, thanks for a great episode. And we'll see you all next week. All right. Better pop a ball. Better pop a pop. Better pop a pop. Better pop a pop.